M. Tear. So, Wicked Witch, here We're we there. are. We are there. We have arrived. I found a random fact that I did not know about the film that I thought I would share with you. Yeah. So, you know the golden cap that we're going to discover this chapter? It is spotted briefly in the MGM movie. Do you know where it is in the movie? Is it in her castle? What scene? I want to say, like, when she's looking into the ball. What scene? Oh, gosh. Um, I think it's... Because I feel, oh, this is like vaguely in the back of my mind. I think I've like heard about this. I don't think I've ever heard this. So now I'm like, noted, I will look for this. I think it's like when she's calling the monkey. No, no, no. At some point when the monkeys go to get them and she's like looking. Actually, and this is kind of cool. When Glinda's snowstorm destroys the deadly poppy field, (gasps) the furious Wicked Witch throws the cap across the throne room. What? Isn't that wild? That's crazy. So it's the poppy scene. <gasps> Maybe she was going to use the monkeys earlier in the movie, and she ditches that attempt. I wonder if there was ever in the movie an incorporation of the cap, and maybe they, like, mm-hmm. cut it. There's a few things. <gasps> There's more to come. Ah! I'm Tara. I'm MK. And you're listening to Down the Yellow Brick Pod. Listeners to chapter 12, The Search for the Wicked Witch. So much happens. So much. This is the longest chapter so far. Is right? it? Is it longer than the throne thing? I think it's gotta be. I was reading <laughs> that it was we like, whoa! The that, throne thing. The throne thing. <laughs> um, this was a long one. This is a long one. And a lot happens. Gruesome. I'm gonna have nightmares. I remember the first nightmares. (laughs) I remember the first time I read this chapter, and I was like, "What? This is not the Oz I know." No, I know. We didn't. They like didn't know. There's like no adaptation I've ever seen that has ever shown (laughs) all of these. The Tin Woodman chopping off the heads of wolves. (laughs) A a musical version of these murders. It's usually cut. (sighs) All right. Well, I'm gonna dive into my bullet points. I. Let's see if... I don't know. I hope I did three sentences. I don't even know. I don't know. It's a full essay. Bullet point number one. Our merry group of assassins... (laughs) I gotta bring that word back. (laughs) Set forth on their deadly mission with no road to follow, no green outfits, and no idea of how to find the Wicked Witch except an ominous threat from the guardian of the gates that the witch will find them first. Terrifying. Bullet point number two. That is terrifying. (laughs) After spotting the group with her one telescopic eyeball and failing to kill the group with wolves, crows, bees, and winkies, the angry wicked witch uses the mysterious golden cap to call upon the flying monkeys to capture our friends and puts them to work in her castle, which Dorothy dutifully does in hopes of escape. Um, this is great. <laughs> Such a run-on sentence. Bullet point number three. After tripping over an invisible iron bar cursed <laughs> by the witch, Dorothy loses one of her protective <laughs> silver slippers, 
which the witch steals, leading Dorothy to douse her with water, melting the witch into a brown sugar puddle, and finally freeing the merry group, and returning an extra squeaky clean silver slipper back to Dorothy. Yes! I just picture, like, also Dorothy using the sugar for her coffee. You're like, mm, let's, uh, let's reuse, reduce, recycle. What else did you have in there that killed me? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like that invisible iron bar. That's what did it. <laughs> that invisible iron bar. Can you imagine them well, putting what? that into the movie and there's nothing there? <laughs> That's what did it. It's just so funny to me. We'll talk about this more, how she doesn't really try to kill her. Right. She tells the winged monkeys to... It's like you go destroy do it. her, yeah, and she can't. She, she can't do it. She makes her like a Cinderella pet. Exactly. So yes. interesting. Yes. Okay, that right. was tremendous. <laughs> Here we go. Bullet point number one: Instructed towards a roadless country, Dorothy and our I want to see you be brave friends. <laughs> Head west where the sun sets away from the Emerald City into inevitable attacks and capture once the Wicked Witch of the West spies them with one telescopic (gasps) eye and sends her armies of wolves, crows, bees, and enslaved winky men to unforeseen peril, except for the winkies whose knees buckle and they peace the heck out. They're so cute. (laughs) Number two, the witch's hellish finale will be the... Ones to succeed, the winged monkeys bound to the witch's orders through a magical golden cap, who unstuff the scarecrow, dump the tid woodman into a ditch, tie up the lion, but cannot harm our girl D or Toto too, and carry her more like a princess rather than a prisoner to the wicked witch herself for her to dissolve. Mm. Bullet point three. Once in the Wicked Witch's grasp, the lion is kept in a cage outside. Total Tiger King flashbacks, by the way. Oh, never watched it, but I believe you. And Dorothy is tasked with housework until one day when the Wicked Witch tries to steal her silver shoes that Dorothy, in a stroke of self-defense and genius, throws her full mop bucket of water at the Wicked Woman, melting her to a brown, sugary dust, and simultaneously <laughs> handing Dorothy her freedom back. <gasps> This I love the details. It's huge chapter. I love Brave, Sarah Barella shout out. I love that we both used the phrase telescopic eye. We had to include that Brown detail. sugary detail. I like these crossovers. Well, it's interesting. Well Thank you. It's interesting that the green skin becomes the big part of the Wicked Witch of the West once the MGM movie is made and yes. Wicked takes Everything on her. the green skin. Yeah. But I find it funny that they didn't just go with the eye being right. what makes her unique and I will talk about like how does she get this eye Can you imagine Wicked <laughs> the, the wizard and I like, yeah, like with the one tel- eye and she could see everything but what like it could be like a really cool superpower it maybe she cool. was born with it maybe it's something she I don't got know. Right. we'll talk about it's it it's a whole rabbit hole Picture time. Picture time illustrations. I love a picture. So many illustrations in this one. I feel like W.W. Denslow like, can't let off a page now. He's like, we gotta just sprinkle these in everywhere Was now. it like that Which before? I, I don't. Of. Yeah, I don't recall it before. Okay, we gotta start. Here she is. Right Here on it. Here she is. This picture kind of bothers me a Why? little bit. Um, okay, so this is our opening chapter page that says, chapter 12 in Roman numerals, the search for the Wicked Witch. Does anyone still use Roman numerals anymore? I like never I do them. it for um, 
in guitar charts, when I write the capo number, fret number, I always use Roman numerals. And the kids I teach are like, what? <laughs> They're like, what's Cursive. capo V? <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh, okay. Cursive and Roman numerals. I know. Lost. Yeah. Lost. Lost art. Um, okay. So, I'm a little startled by <laughs> this, like, I okay, I'm going to go somewhere dark. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it feels like a minstrel show. It like, does. Blackface on the cap. On yeah. the on this like witch cap. That's what disturbs me. And it's the the fa- there's something up with the face. It doesn't feel like it's a full on animal. It feels like a humanistic animal. Right. I'm just not sure what that is supposed to mean. Is that- I'm not sure either, to be honest. This- but he's frowning. He doesn't look happy. He does all. not look happy. Right. It's very ominous. It's a very, very odd W.W. Denslow drawing, but she has, like, frogs on her pants. She's leaping and had too much caffeine. Yeah, so we're looking... So I didn't really describe this picture well. There's... All we see are a giant cap Mm -hmm. with that odd face that we're just a little startled by. An umbrella that is... um, I guess wrapped up mm-hmm. and <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the West, like almost doing a jig of some kind braids are swinging over like sized skirt and jacket. Yes. Collar. Very unique fashion sense. I wrote Eureka. <laughs> that is totally what it is. This image. Like, I feel like this is the moment when she spies mm, she's like, yeah, through her telescopic I eye. Got them these new intruders of her land, which she is such a Karen on her property. She's like, people on my property. (gasps) Get out. Get out. But the picture, it's very startling. I don't want to be like Debbie Downer with this weird image. It's just, I didn't research it. It's just questionable. I would be curious, like, what was the reason for that? Maybe it's harmless. It might be harmless. Yeah. It's just startling, as is everything these days. Many startling (laughs) things. A word that I wrote for her in that illustration and other ones is nefarious. Oh! So, like, Can you describe that word? Yes. Yeah, it's, like, evil, but also plotting and scheming, and it just sounds really silly to me. Nefarious. Also, did you check out her teeth? Girl has not gotten her cavities (laughs) taken care of. I'm concerned. Who knows? On the next page, we've got the chapter starting with a T of the, and there's this beautiful, gorgeous flying monkey with his cat he's he has a little hat and he's just perched on the tee and his tail is encircling the tee and how would you describe his face his expression that is my face when i used to host us at a restaurant (laughs) when like the fifth or i don't know no no like the 25th person came up to me to be like Hey, what's your wait time? And that's my face. And I'm that's, like, the wait yeah. time is three hours. It's a little dead. <laughs> it's a little dead in the eyes. A closed mouth smile. Um, he's just being polite, but I don't. Vacant. I think he's. Yeah, I think he's a little uh, removed. Yeah, a little detached here. <laughs> but clearly honoring or curtailing to something because of how yes. he's holding his hat. It's like he's listening to somebody. I wrote dutiful. Like he's yes. very ready to he might not Spring. be excited about what he's going to do, but he's ready to follow through. That tail is so long. And the cap is shining in the corner. 
Yep. I also want to note on the first page, I said it was the moment where she's probably seeing them for the first time. I think it's not because she has the cap on. Ooh. Realizing, true, like, true, this true. is my final... This is the moment. Her final wish. Yeah. Yeah. This is my final everything. This is all I've got. Throwing yeah. out all the stops. So then our next image is... <laughs> eyes bulging which again like on this like little wooden chair little it's tiny a, chair it's not a throne nope it's not like she's serving us Cersei in Game of Thrones where it's like <laughs> whoa like this is I there's a lot of distance between her like she's in a weird little corner she looks to me like in my neighborhood, when we went trick or treating on Halloween, sometimes there were people who would sit outside their homes, like outside the garage, and it was kind of ominous. And they would be dressed up like she feels to me like someone who's like, "Don't come up to the door to trick or treat." Like she's a nosy neighbor. <laughs> yeah, I she's love spying on people. How she's leaning on the umbrella. The umbrella is a very cool detail. I love the umbrella. I never thought... I was like, why is that there? And then I was like, duh. To protect from water. Girl. I never yeah. thought of that till today. Me neither. <laughs> I was like, oh, the umbrella's interesting. I was right. like, maybe... I was like thinking of it in the broom sense. But I was like, right. oh, of course, it's practical. She's smart. She's more she humanistic up. than I think in the film she is. She feels a little bit more like evil incarnate in the film mm-hmm. and just also fun in the evil incarnate. Oh yeah, it's great. She, this witch in the book feels a little bit more like relatable, mm-hmm. I think, to our everyday experience. Okay. She has um weaknesses. She has frailties. Yeah, she's flawed. Okay. And then, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this picture, but oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. reminds me of all those Instagrams of like men who hunt and show us. It is a lot of that. I th- their kills. I, yeah, I actually. It, it reminds me of Gaston and Beauty and the Beast. Totally, like that whole song where because there's this this illustration is the Tin Woodman. He has vanquished this wolf that is just lying flat. It almost looks like a rug. Um, on the floor, and he has one foot on its head. He's holding out his cap. He looks quite victorious, very smug. It feels like Gaston in in his song, like I'm a man and I kill things, you know. Pass. <laughs> Swipe left or right or whatever it is. I don't if know. that was his profile picture on Grinder, <laughs> Tinder, whatever Swipe it's called, the wrong, the, I would. Yeah. No, I don't think I could. I don't think I could date, or I mean, it's a good thing. I'm you're married, married, so hey, you're but good I don't, to go. <laughs> I don't think I could ever be with someone who's like a hunter, and like that. I'm not like faulting them. Yeah. I just would be like, oh, my heart. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I just have never had a desire to do such a hobby. So no, I don't think not I would relate my, to that person. Yeah, it's not. It, I think it's like an upbringing thing. Right. Families do it together. I just was not in my. I'm reading. Um, Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown, and she has a whole section, because she, like, grew up doing it. She kind of explains further what that's like. Because, yeah, we don't know what that is. I would be curious to read more. Yeah. It's interesting. The quarterback of my Eagles, he's a big hunter. Yeah. That's how I, like, that's what I'm thinking of, is Carson Wentz. Shout out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) All right. Oh, God. These images. They're, this chapter, get ready, y'all. So here we have the scarecrow. He has, like, his arms up in a V, just standing, also vacant in the eyes. <laughs> and there's probably a dozen or so crows flying through the air. 
Uh, and Toto is under a pile of um, hay on the right side with the bees flying towards yeah, him. Yeah, depicting two different scenes. Yeah. The crows look like they're going to peck the scarecrow <laughs> the to scarecrow oblivion. The is really brave in this moment. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to stand here, frighten them away. It's making me think of the scene of Home Alone 2. Bring it Wait, back to Home Alone 2. One? In, um, it's, oh God, oh. I love, I don't know the actress's name, but she plays one of the Plaza Hotel workers and she blocks the elevator. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's like, like, no. It's such a brave yes, act. Yes, She doesn't know what else oh, to do yeah. except put her arms out and he slides under her. She's amazing. And then they all wipe out. And it's amazing comedy. moment. Gold. Let's shout out that movie every episode. There's lots of parallels. <laughs> okay, this next photo, the lion does not look like the lion. He looks terrifying. Isn't that wild? Like, his tongue out like that? Like, he's in full roar. His hind legs are up in the back. He's, like, doing a handstand. His tail is in an S. His eye is terrifying. Yeah. His tongue, yeah. What? It's a shocker. Honestly, my favorite part are these um, winky men. Because they are all in the same exact (laughs) position. Yes, it's comical. (laughs) It's quite comical. It looks like a cartoon, for sure. They're just running away, quite frightened. They've got great hair, great Their mustaches. Their spears are being dropped, it looks like, because nothing is holding the spears, right? <laughs> They're flying through the air. Yeah, yeah the spears I, are being dropped. They're I, mid-flight to the, gro- mm-hmm. to the ground. <laughs> They're running away. He was victorious. Wow. Okay. Color plate. Color plate. Oh. Wait. Was there one before? It's so interesting. Yeah, sometimes they're We have two different copies. Differently. Yeah, they're spaced differently. Color plate. So, yeah, the caption, the monkeys wound many coils about his body. And we have the monkeys. They kind of have like a blue skin, would you say? A little smurf tint. Yeah. And there's so many of them flying in the air. And there's four down on the ground with him, with the lion, and they're tying him up. And Dorothy is just looking on in her white dress, very concerned, with a lot of concern. Yes. The smiles, though... (laughs) <laughs> of the monkeys are a bit sweet. Like, I feel like they're less threatening because they're in these, like, fixed-on smiles. Yeah. I fell in love with them or more just, in like, the book, to be honest. I love them in the book. In the book, they're funny. In the movie, I was traumatized as in a the child. Movie, they don't speak. Traumatized. Yeah. Right. But here, they're almost, like, they look pretty jovial. They're kind of mocking this whole process. They're like, we yeah. gotta tie you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Sorry, buddy. Like, we don't really want to do this, but this is our order. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's an interesting image. Yeah. And Dorothy's dress is white, like you note it, because it lost its color. And then this little picture with the monkey. And this is the probably the head of the monkeys, which we'll learn about mm-hmm. um, with the Wicked Witch of the West. It looks like she's probably bidding this is she's angry her braids are flying off he's like saying bye (laughs) peace out this is your last wish this is your last wish we're done so that's a cute little image oh my god this next one with toto he she she gets him she gets him with the umbrella so the wicked witch of the west has her umbrella raised up and toto actually looks a little scared yeah he looks frightened he does not look as brave as he usually does because he probably just got hit with it she hits him with the umbrella strikes him this is animal abuse this is not okay i do though 
think her body language is so interesting in these Denzel drawings. Like, how her one leg is up. She's got a leg up. She's clutching her skirt. She's so crotchety, though. Like, she's Mm -hmm. so crotchety. Like, so concaved. Can we talk about her hair just for a second? Because there are three braids. And, like, two are flying off. But one, there's one on top, too, right? It's two hair. (laughs) This is what my wig looked like for the Grinch who stole Christmas. She's, like, doing frightening things, but yet she's got this really comical jovial hairstyle that makes me laugh so just keep that in mind interesting yeah yeah yeah. and then the final picture this is a great moment the wicked witch with her (laughs) wonderful hair her braids are just sticking straight out of her head she's got her little eye patch it appears you can see one slipper on her foot Dorothy has, is holding the bucket. She just threw the water, and the witch... It's that moment right before she's, she, like, begins to melt. The word I wrote was stupefied. Yeah, That feeling of just, like, what? What just happened? Shock? Bo- on both of their faces. Yes. I think I wrote... I forgot my other word, which we'll go back to in a second. <laughs> I totally forgot. But I wrote, um, dissipating. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because it's, like, a fady melts very slow fading away almost like she's a screen and yeah. she's going yeah. to static flickering which mm-hmm. is interesting yeah and the puddle <laughs> is present there and the umbrella is just abandoned by that in the not, puddle that didn't do her any help <laughs> i did write for i forgot to mention for um instagram carson wentz what i wrote which was savage <laughs> savage yeah 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 that's it is Totally that. You're right. Okay. Um, so many illustrations here. Whew. Okay. Back to the chapter beginning. So both of us pointed out the whole uh, omission from the Guardian of the Gate saying mm-hmm. there is no road. So this is after the soldier with the green whisker leads them through the streets of the Emerald City and they reach the Guardian of the Gates. I also found this interesting that... Um, they reached the room where the guardian of the gates he lived. Lives like, there. He lives there. Yeah, he, he lives where he works. We were curious <laughs> about that. You're like, what is... Yeah, I guess he has to be on call, so that right. makes sense. No one can enter without the glasses. That's his full-time job. Probably a tiny little apartment. Probably well, very studio. simple. Studio. I feel. Yeah, simple. <laughs> humble. There being no road there, what does this make you think? Has it always been like that? Only under the Wicked Witch's reign did she have the right. road removed, abolished. Um, I think perhaps she did. That's actually a really interesting point because we know now that she has one eye that basically is a telescope to where she she knows when someone enters her yeah, area. in her vicinity. So, so she, she has like a radar. She wants to have control over what's going on and maybe mix people up so that when they're trying to find her, there's not a road to just follow. They're just there. Maybe they get lost and she can like get ahead of them and develop yes. a plan. Yes. Perhaps. She does not need an alarm system <laughs> yeah. in that castle, which is quite nice. That's great. Right. She's got the her castle's own. great. This um, is a wonderful exchange also. Just everything tell in, me this, more. in this exchange. So... I love the Guardian of the Gates, just very dry responses. There is no road. No one ever wishes to go there. Um, And the Scarecrow ultimately says, we mean to destroy her. And the Guardian says, oh, that is is different. No one's ever tried to do such a thing (laughs) before. Right, right, right. Yes, you're going to destroy her. (laughs) I thought she would capture you, but that is different. Take care. She's wicked. She's fierce. And she may not allow you to destroy her. (laughs) 
I just picture him saying all this quite without expression or enthusiasm, just like very matter of fact. Yes. I think it's I think it's really comical. We also do get from him the first mention of the word slaves in yeah. this moment. He says, mm-hmm. for when she knows you are in the country of the Winkies, she will find you and make you all her slaves. Mm-hmm. Which is a word that we sh- no one should really use anymore. I'm, yeah. on, I'm in the boat of no one should. We should let this word die. Yeah, As you know, a little research on just what people have said and why this or when this word started to be more and more corrected. The wording that I would like to use, and I love that this was introduced to me in a lot of the reading I have been doing, is enslaved people. Right. Because uh, slave can strip someone of their humanity, diminish it. Um, and I never thought about this, like an identity being a circumstance as opposed to like an actual identity. Right. That's not like anyone chose, no one chooses that's to be a slave. Who you are, right? Yes. So I do like the usage or the awareness around enslaved people. Enslaved people. Um, And I was reading a little bit about like person first language. And one that struck me in relationship to that is um, instead of saying like you're an inmate to someone who's in prison saying you are a currently incarcerated person. Mm -hmm. So it takes the permanency to off of off of something that we maybe put in a very low, less down placement Mm. in society i like that a lot i like person first language i I think think, that's great i mean duh i feel like we both would dig that language i also found in my reading some heavy opposition people don't take it that just don't take it this seriously they're like yeah if frederick Douglass used the word slave i'm fine with the word slave that is something that i read today right i was like okay so it's just interesting to hear people also debate on What words are really, like, harming someone's psych or their sense of self? Right. Um, And what words do you think maybe are just, like, we're taking it too seriously, we're we're, um, putting more baggage on it? I definitely Mm. think anything that just reminds us that we're human and that we all share that because that's like honestly like the only similarity you can find with someone these days that's a we're a human (laughs) yes we can have that i like i really like the person first language um i'd love to research more i i like that it acknowledges the passing the temper the temporary aspect of certain things and it could be maybe even like a job or a positive thing of instead of maybe I'm a Broadway performer. I am I currently perform. I'm currently performing on Broadway or that I kind know. of thing, just so that it feels a little more. Maybe I per- I personally have struggled in the past of like putting my identity in certain things. So I kind of like that language of this is currently happening, whether it's positive or perhaps a negative experience. It's just. Currently, this it. is it. I like that you brought that up. I love that. I love when words just get re-examined, interrogated. It's interesting, questioning them. I also want to ask you, okay, if someone was like, just go west, I'd be like, what? <laughs> Where? Help. Oh, this has happened to me. I don't. I have no sense of direction. Do you have a good sense of direction? Um, like, how do you do in new places? <laughs> I don't mean, like, here in Queens, because, like, right. we know where we to go. Know. We know what this is. <laughs> I mean, like, new places. Like, you get off the subway, you come up, like, in Brooklyn, no. you've never been there. Oh, it's terrible. What are you doing? Are you just crossing the street and seeing where your blue GPS guy goes? <laughs> <laughs> if I can find, if I can find the, the cross streets with the sign, 
and then look at the map and zoom in and see like the physical logistical here's the name of this street and here's that typically i can figure that out um it sucks when you do have to just follow your dot <laughs> and then you gotta turn around this reminds me of um <laughs> this is so random uh my friend amelia and i back in the day we were visiting my brother in san diego we were just hanging out visiting him and he was like oh you guys should go in my apartment complex there's a jacuzzi you guys should just go uh, hang out there. And we're like, oh, cool. Like, where is it? This is a big apartment complex. How do we find it? And he was like, just follow the bubbles. It was great. It was, yeah. but like, I think that was literally his direction. <laughs> like, what do you mean, follow the bubbles? Just follow, like, you'll hear bubbles. You'll hear the sound of bubbles. Oh, I thought it was like, was it, were they painted on? Like, signs? <laughs> well, true. Like, but it was literally like, you'll hear bubbles. So just like kind of follow the sound of the bubbles. I love those kinds of directions. <laughs> I do love a good see the, shout out. Sh- see the shell station, make a left to the shell yeah, station. Yeah. I, there's always a shell station. Always- <laughs> I'm terrible. I think I can be really bad with directions I'm unless really I really am trying to be good. <laughs> I maybe would be grateful then that the witch would just find us. Like, all right, right fine. Cool, cool, so cool. we just we gotta all... wander this way. Right. We don't really need to know where we're going. It's, I love to this whole description of them leaving and the, the land being really beautiful still with the daisies and buttercup cups detail. And then we notice that Dorothy's dress has lost its green. It's white. Yeah, it's green coloring and it's ribbon. Now white. And I definitely saw like this white witch energy Uh coming in to say, like to cancel out dark magic. Like I saw that in my head. Yeah. Though we are questioning like this white and dark magic. Yeah, like how can we. How can we re-examine that language? Yeah. Um, I do really enjoy that detail, just kind of being, like, sprinkled there, and but we don't touch on it again. No. Of just, like, it's white now. It was green. Mm, what's happening there? Yeah, what's happening? He really does not, t- like, hit you over the head with, like, meaning. It's I love truly that. up to us. I really like that. So it's like, oh, so the Emerald City was a big fake. Is that what that means? But I also There's, love yeah, questions. that her gingham is gone completely. Like, this is a new journey. True. And she's kind of she, starting, yeah. starting new. Starting new. So now the Emerald City is further and further behind. behind them. Oh, I just feel like their parchness in this moment of being, like, under the sun. Oh, yeah, They're yeah, yeah. sweating. The sun is really strong. There's no shade. Mm-hmm. So they, they need to take more breaks. Yeah. So they go to take a break, and here's where it comes in. Here it is. The detail. Now the Wicked Witch of the West. So this is like the first really true mention oh, of her. Arrived. I get chills. Ooh. Had but one eye, yet that was as powerful as a telescope and could see everywhere. What? I mean, I didn't even really what? take that in until saying it out loud. She could see everywhere? <laughs> That's terrifying. So could she also like... <clears throat> Maybe part of her witchcraft practice is how far she could throw her vision. Yeah, she's like, ooh, let's see how far we can get today. Yeah. I feel like you're channeling her right now. <laughs> I have go. one Like, eye. your eyes are both kind of closed. Ooh. <laughs> That's so interesting. What? So what do you think? Like, did she... But she's a recluse. She just stays in her eye. She doesn't do anything right. else but in her eye. She doesn't, like, try to uh. be empathetic to any other human being or connect to any other she doesn't have to even meet people or yeah go out into the world to find them she just sees them through her eye 
I mean, she just kind of stays cooped up in this castle. Um, so here we go. This is like when the battle becomes. But can I ask you, like, begins. can I ask you what you think about the eye? How did this come about? Oh yeah, I wrote that. What did, I said for for M. What do you imagine <laughs> happened here? This is a detail that's been lost. Because she does have two, like in the illustrations. Obviously, it looks like she was born. With an eye socket. I don't know if there was an eyeball. She has an eye What's patch. behind the eye socket? Oh, gosh. That's a whole... Why wasn't know. this detail incorporated into other things? Like I'm sure it is. Do you think? We gotta... I well, gotta actually, research. I don't know. I don't know if she moves on in any other story. So anyone who does know Please this answer... If she moves on into any other story, maybe a prequel, because... Right. That that feels probably more accurate. Like um, that's not me, wicked. Please tell me there was like a workshop with Wicked where Idina Menzel wore <laughs> an eye patch. Like or Stephanie was it Stephanie J. Block or Stephanie J. Block? Yeah, <laughs> give props to her. With yeah, no, because it was never a Gregory Maguire thing. Right, right, right. True. I think. True. I think he was always like the green skin is what is what makes her different. Yeah, it's right. what has made her oppressed. Yeah. But she has mm. something that maybe she has, has made her, though, be ostracized. Maybe she's right. never been treated like a human, so she doesn't know how to treat other people like a human. Because oftentimes, people who have disabilities are often, and this is not the world I want to live into, but cast aside. Yeah. Not taken for the same value mm-hmm. as someone with an able yeah. body. So right. like love to question like what does that even mean? It's yeah. just like how we function now, you right. know. Right. Um, yeah, it gives you a little, <sighs> some some empathy and compassion for her. Of like, yeah, what was always. her life like before this, and why she did she didn't live just alone? Get and... kooky, like she didn't just yeah. go like berserk. Yeah, this is where I don't even think Bomb knew that people would probably do this with this work because right. at the time, like fairy tales were still pretty much black and white in the morals. Yeah, there's always an evil, there's always a good. Right, and this is a little murky though. Like this book does allow, I think, that little murk of question. Right yeah, because. We also see her frailties big time yeah. of her aversion to water. Right. This, like, weird allergy she has. <laughs> and then we also know she's afraid of the dark. We'll learn about that, too. So it's like, whoa, those are two, those like... Those are big weaknesses. And maybe that's why she doesn't, like, leave. I don't know. I wonder also, does There's she so much. know that if water is thrown on her that she'll melt? Like, she must know that if yeah, she carries how much the umbrella. But, like, has she had experiences? And is that how her eye maybe, like, was... Something happened? Maybe yeah. she, like, got water in it and, like, something happened. I don't know. Has she always had a strong sensitivity to water? That that's something, when she became more maybe involved in evil arts, is that something? Because they talk about her blood later. She can't even bleed because she's so, like, dried and rotted. Right. I think she's just a desert, like, of a mm-hmm. human. And that water would take her away at this point because yeah, she's kind of she's lost. So or she lost. sold her soul. Yeah. Maybe there's something Ooh. with that. I was reading yeah. some symbolizations of what people have said on what the Wicked Witch of the West represents. And the one that I was like, oh, I, I dig this, is that she is, like, Dorothy's home. She's the prairie. Like, <gasps> she is drought. Whoa. Um, and maybe that's another, like, moment for us to look at Dorothy and the struggle with her home and her true identity of this weird, wicked woman who literally disappears when water is thrown at, at on her. Right. 
which we know, like, at that time, Kansas was suffering a little bit from interesting not great weather. Or do we know that? We've, like, looked into that. I think yeah. that's our own research. That's, yeah. <laughs> Interrupting. Yeah. yeah. I think... For me, the water, and I was reading in the notes, like, the water symbolizes cleansing and purification Mm -hmm. and... um, Holy water. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, a sacred element to that of Dorothy, if you're relating it to Kansas, like, Dorothy taking things into her own hands and Kansas not being able to really handle her growing and changing and making decisions on her own. It just, like, melts away. So then she has to, as we know, leave Kansas eventually in the future books. Ah! This is a whole... Cool. This is a whole thing. So the witch, telescopic eye witch, <laughs> she's angry to see our friends in the yeah. country. So she blew upon a silver whistle that hung around her neck. And I wonder if that silver whistle is in relationship to the silver shoes right. in any way. If, yeah. if, if them together is, like, this... I keep thinking of the Infinity Stones and Avengers. If it's like putting these pieces together, the power just grows. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so then the wolves come. And we have this whole 40, the number of 40 is like a big number. That's a big, uh, yeah. Which I could talk about, actually. This is going to get mentioned with all the um, animals that the witch is going to sick on our friends. Um So the first note being the 40 wolves and 40 times. This is from the annotated Oz by Michael Patrick Hearn. We pretty much could just have this book resourced every time. Every time. So 40 wolves, 40 crows, and 40 bees play with the biblical number for many. The great flood lasted 40 days and 40 nights. Christ fasted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. The centipede. The word means 100-footed is 40-footed in the Near East. The Wicked Witch's hordes are like the three plagues upon the land, representing three states of animals. Beast, the wolf, bird, crow, and bug, the bee. Mm. Isn't that interesting? So interesting. I knew. I also was like, isn't that Bomb's age? That's what I initially thought. What a number. <laughs> yeah, Jack Zipes in my version also made that same reference and also said... <gasps> Jack and I are soulmates. Jack, you guys are soulmates. And he also says they may also be related to the 40 thieves in Alibaba and the 40 thieves. Ooh. So there's a lot. 40 is a big number. There's some more um, Arabian Night themes that are going to come back into yeah, this chapter, too. yeah. I love that she says tear them to pieces, and I immediately asked, so, like, why do these wolves have to answer to her? Right, who are these wolves? Why are they, like, are they just afraid of her because she has, like, this fancy silver whistle and, like, telescopic eye? Because, like, all these animals that we're going to get to meet, they just do what she tells them. They do what she says. Maybe they're cursed by her or... Something. She's... I just wonder, like, what the fear is in her, what the control is in. Yeah. It's unclear, correct? It's quite unclear. I don't think they talk about the specific animals having any... uh, They're more like robots. Yeah. I mean, the leader of the wolves says, are you not going to make them your slaves, enslaved people? Are you not going to make them your enslaved people? Are the animals enslaved? Enslaved animals? I don't know. But I love that she points out this is what she wants to have done, and this is what ends up happening at the end is... One is tin and one one is of straw. One is a girl and another a lion. None of them is fit to work, so you may tear them all into small pieces. Right. 
So she doesn't want them because they're not labor for her. She only wants creatures who are labor for her. Right. Which, that's another thing that makes me sad. That makes me, oh God, I mean, heavy things come up in our our chapters. But yeah. also, like, it's Rosh Hashanah right now. I've been yeah. doing a little... Um, I There's a, an account I follow, actually, on Instagram. It's called the Cabinet of Invisible Women. We can tag it. Ooh. And it brings up people who have lost their lives because of some kind of oppression and it's a lot of holocaust survivors oh and there was gosh. one today that was really sad but it's like remember these people they were here yeah they were here and Honoring they didn't get them. to have a life that was full or realized and a lot of children like <sighs> a lot of children were lost in something that feels like it couldn't have happened like now yeah. i mean though we're seeing a lot we happening right now we still things. don't see like we don't see the mass like that was a six million people right six million people died that's a huge number yeah. but a lot of them were children because they couldn't work mm. i mean the witch represents a lot of what is wrong with um how our systems are built because we need heavy hard labor to happen but no one wants to pay anybody for that right and that's when i thinking about oppression and it's like one thing to be oppressed and then it's another thing to be like exploited and be forced to work and have someone use you you know and say we are just we deserve this so you have to do it like it's terrible to think about it's terrible yeah so it just makes me so sad to that statement like none of them is fit to work Right. Boo. Well, they're going to show you how they can they're work. They're going to show you work. Wicked work, Witch work, work, work. of the West. <laughs> so the Tin Woodman says, this is my fight. This is my fight. What a statement. He's bold. We, I mean, that's why we get that, like, glorious trophy picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, go for it. What happens? He seizes his axe, which he had made very sharp. We, he sharpened it back at, at the Emerald City. There's a leader of the wolves and the Tin Woodman. I this detail. I remember the first time I read this. I love this. that I'm making you read. This. Yeah, thanks, Tara. Um, <laughs> this detail stuck out to me so much. Like I remember reading this and just what I felt. I felt shock and it felt so gruesome. Our dear Tin Woodman, so heartfelt, takes his axe and he chops the wolf's head from its body so that it immediately died. As soon as he could raise his axe, another wolf came up. And this happens 40 times. He kills 40 wolves, and they all lay in a heap before him. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there's been any movies or, like, cartoon versions that have shown this. Maybe the wolves just, like, cower away and back off. Or do they show this? Because it is, like, it is such a... It's so weird to see the Tin Woman like this. It's but like a robot yeah, just mechanical. Like, it's very mechanical, thing. and... Yeah. I'm like, he just took out that entire wolf clan. Yeah, wolf pack, yeah. Yeah, like, it's extinct, I wrote. Ex- they're done. And how crazy, 40 wolves against one man? But this reminds me of his throne room encounter of, like, the beast and the Ooh. wolves representing beasts and how. <gasps> I like That's that correlation. Very nice correlation. I love that he says it was a good fight, friend. <laughs> it was, the scarecrow says, <laughs> it was a good fight, friend. How delightful. Oh, right. Thanks <laughs> a lot. Crazy man. This is what kills me. Wow. Dorothy waking oh. up. <laughs> and like, there's really no comment. The little girl was quite frightened when she saw the great pile of shaggy wolves, as you would be. Can you imagine? Um, but you know, the Tin Woodman told her it all, and she thanked 
she thanked him for saving them, and they sat down to breakfast. And they had breakfast. And chill. that's that. It's super chill. I wrote traumatizing. <laughs> there, Dorothy, I mean, if she didn't need therapy at this point, like... This is the moment. <laughs> this is the moment. That's a lot. Like, you wake up to a bunch of dead animals that were no, not there. You. I don't... Oh, my God. Yeah. No, thanks. So, it's the next morning, and the witch realizes she's uh, failed. She, she sees failed. the wolves being... Just lying there, motionless. She's super angry. She blows the silver whistle twice. She's like a little child. She's like, oh, she's I'm like going to find little, someone yeah, else to do this. child. Crows. Which would you rather face? 40 oh, crows or mm, 40 wolves? I mean, the crows. Really, you would? Ooh. Yeah. Like, you could hit them. <gasps> like, I could actually probably do okay with crows. You'd probably be great. Wolves, we would be gone, yeah, right? Yeah, you're right. If the birds just do kind of freak me out a little bit, oh, I yeah. will say. So, but- Central Park, they've been everywhere lately. <laughs> yeah. So when you, like, walk down a certain path, like, a lot of them get up at once. And I'm like, whoo. It's scary. It's like a chill. Oh, yeah. it's, it's frightening. <laughs> yep. So there's a king crow. She says, fly at once to the strangers. Peck out their eyes. Maybe the king <gasps> crow took her eye. Is that what happened to her? I don't know. Tear them to pieces. That's her favorite slang. I love, I imagine her, it's like her off with her head. Tear them, tear to, pieces. them to pieces. Yeah. It's her like triumphant final moment. So now imagine 40 crows in a flock. 40. You take cover. You get down. D. Because the scarecrow says, this is my battle. This is my battle. So lie down beside me and you will not be harmed. So they're like, cool. They get down. And then this is so wild. The king crow notices that the scarecrow is only a stuffed man. Right, because he's trying to scare them off This is first. also what kills me. I literally wrote gruesome. That's my note. It was gruesome. So instead of, like, scaring them off in uh. his V-shape plaza hotel <laughs> position, um, Home Alone 2, he uh, just takes each bird one by oh. one and snaps each of their neck. Oh, my God. That is... I think he wins for Scarecrow. me. That's winning. He, that, that wins for the worst one. Just, like... Psh- it's he has to do it with his bare hands. Times. He doesn't even have a weapon. His little dainty hands. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to like see these characters that we fall in love with be so violent, but they're also acting in self defense. So yeah, I mean the birds are going to kill them. That's right. like, we have to remember that it's not like the wolves were going to have like a negotiating meeting with them or the birds either. They were in- intent on killing them. Right. That's their mission. So. They have to protect themselves, but it is just so... Gr- it's a funny this... piece of writing as well. Like, he doesn't go in... Bond it's, doesn't go yeah, into it's too not, much detail. I don't like how this is written. It's kind of just like, there were birds. They were killed. There yep. were wolves. They were killed. Yes. Because like, I think maybe he's trying to just downplay the violence, but oh, yeah, it almost makes it worse. But he sent these creatures. Right. Wait, there's more on the creatures. I need you're, to hear you're about gonna, the creatures. You're going to like this. So, there's a note in the annotated Oz. Mm -hmm. This goes with the swarm of black bees, which we're getting to. But it's for all of them. The settlers of the vast American West often battled wolves, crows, and bees, just like Dorothy and her companions. Mm. So, those were common. I mean, that makes sense. We actually talked about it with um, Bomb's sister-in-law. Right. Who heard wolves crying at night on the prairies. Right. And, like, there was a lot of insect issues if you went out west, like, new levels and kinds of mosquitoes and stuff that people had to be wary about. And crows were always the destroyer of crops. So it's interesting. Interesting Like, these are the things... Yeah, these are the um, 
Wolves, main crows, obstacles bees. that frontier settlers had to deal with in some yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, cool. So that's interesting. That brings a different level to it. Yeah. Do you Later. want another fun fact from the film? Tell me. What? This is actually underneath that note. I'll read this whole thing because it is pretty great. Okay, so the Wicked Witch's bees may have inspired two deleted scenes from the 1939 <gasps> MGM picture. Can you guess? The Jitterbug! Two- yes! My favorite ever. Okay, so the Jitterbug, which was only cut because they... Actually, it was genius that they cut it because yeah. they were like, it's going to be such a staple... Right. Of its time, if it's left in, it they was a dance craze of the it. yeah, it was a dance craze of the late thirties into the forties. They didn't want to date the picture, <laughs> and it's so funny. Um, Margaret Hamilton asked the producer Mervyn Leroy, like, why was this number taken out of the movie? Mm-hmm. Um, and he shared why, and then. She asked, like, well, how long do you think this picture is going to last? <laughs> like, if you're saying it's going to date it, yeah. and he says, you're, he said ten years. <laughs> They've surpassed that. Yeah, that's just so funny. They was like, well, at least 10 years. That's hilarious. It's like, you've way surpassed that. Good job. You're good to go. You're good. Do you know what the other one was? I don't think I've ever seen this. I don't know if it exists for anyone to watch. Okay. The Wicked Witch's desire to use the Tin Man as a beehive was not an entirely idle threat in the original cut of the picture. Do you know that threat? Yes. Yes. I love it. Just as he's about to set off down the yellow brick road with Dorothy and the Scarecrow after the witch disappeared in a puff of red smoke, the Tin Man hears a buzzing in his chest and two bees fly out of his mouth. Ah! Cute! Isn't that funny? I love that. All right, now I can't wait to rewatch. The I movie know there's going to be holidays, 2020, December. Get ready, y'all. 2020. Okay, so, so the bees come. Yep, the bees are next. She's using this silver whistle too. She keeps upping the ante in her Three in times. her blows. Yeah. Three times. Three times. There's a. Can Ugh. you imagine being outside no. and hearing a great buzzing? Mm-hmm. That sounds terrifying. A swarm of black bees came flying towards towards the witch. Go to the strangers and sting them to death, she commands them. And 40... Well, it actually doesn't say there's 40 bees. It says there's just a swarm. Just a swarm. Just a swarm of bees. It's We're going to say there's 40. There's 40. Let's just say that. <laughs> the scarecrow decides what to do. He says, take out my straw and scatter it over Dorothy. Scatter it over the dog and the lion. They're made of flesh and meat. Meat dog. So uh, he doesn't want the the bees to sting our friends. So the woodman helps him out. Dorothy, the lion, and Toto, they all are covered in in straw. Covered in the scarecrow straw. And then the bees, they're searching for someone to to sting. They don't find anyone except for the woodman. So they sting him. And since he's made out of tin, genius, all their stingers fall off. And he's not hurt at all. He might be dented. He might need to go back to them real soon. I mean, it's not going to matter in a second. He's going to be real messed up. He's going to be real messed up. So the the bees just, they die. I I mean, that's if I had to choose my favorite murder. (laughs) That would be my favorite one because it is kind of another good Another good podcast. My favorite murder. Exactly. Yep. Um, Yeah, that one is like the least. The least gruesome. I just also hear it like. I do also. And it just fades. (laughs) I was thinking about bees the other day and how sad it is that, like, they act in self-defense, I think, when they sting. Yeah. But that's how they die. And not I, all. Not all of them. Right? I think but, wasps are different. Yeah. I, I don't know my bee wasp <laughs> history either. well enough, but I know not. I think, like, don't queen bees bite? 
They don't sting. Maybe. I think they bite. Oh, maybe. But I just remember learning that as a child and being really sad for them. You know, it's like... Like you're trying to help yourself, but then you die by helping yourself. So you lose your stinger. A metaphor in there somewhere. I know. <laughs> well, that's Definitely. A, that's a different podcast. Definitely. <laughs> All right. And then I wrote comedic cuts, but why? Oh, the Wicked Witch was so angry when she saw oh her God. black bees and little heaps. I just also, I picture her like, ah! like I, just, I picture her raging. Yes. Well, it does yes. say she stamped her foot and tore her hair. She's tearing those braids. And gnashed her teeth. Gnashed it. I hate what that. a mess. Ugh, oh my God. That. What a mess she is. Yikes. In a rage of fury. Yeah. And then she called a dozen of her enslaved people who were the Winkies. The Winkies. Here they come. Is that the first mention of the Winkies? I believe it could be. It's one of the first, if yeah, not the first. Yeah. She gives them Oh sharp yeah, the spears. sharp spears that we know that they totally <laughs> abandoned. They abandoned. She tells them to go destroy the strangers. Here's a great detail. The Winkers... The, the Winkers? <laughs> the Winkies were not a brave people. Yeah. I, w- I want to know more about the Winkies and, like, where, what land they lived in, where they lived in in Oz before... They probably were taken from wherever they were, or if they were yeah. from that land. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But they were not a brave people, mm-hmm. so... I'm going to say they're not the opposite of brave. I'm going to say they were they were probably peaceful people. I love it. Yeah. Calm, nonviolent people. They approach Which the is group. more brave to me. Yeah. They still do what she says. They approach the group. The lion roars. That crazy illustration we saw. <laughs> he springs toward them, and they're really frightened, so they run back to her, which I'm like, mm, winkies. Well, I guess they don't really have a choice. I still don't understand right? like, her control on these there people. There must be some kind of... She willingly lets them go away. Well, she has the eye. She has the She has the eye, eye, and I guess she would use the wolves maybe on right. them, but now those are gone. <laughs> maybe the Winkies, we don't know this, are, like, plotting right now of, like, she's weakening. We should do something. Ooh. Who knows? We don't really have a I'd like to know spotlight on world. them, so maybe they are... Yeah. Plotting. Yeah, an escape of some kind. They return back to the castle. This is my least favorite part. And this part. is not, yeah, not a great moment. The the wicked bit bitch. <laughs> that was a total like. <laughs> Leave like, it. That was a slip. Explicit content. <laughs> the wicked witch <laughs> beats them with a strap and sends them back to their work. And then she sits down to think what she should do next. She is such a hot mess. Yikes! Not. Not a great moment for her. It, she definitely does feel like, like I feel plantation owner energy. Yeah, there's not. That's not a good moment. Not a good moment. Whew. But now we get to know about the golden cap. It is interesting that it it says she's a powerful witch, right? I feel like I'm kind of confused. I'm making fun of her because I think she's ridiculous, but she is powerful. There is some sort of power here. In one of the notes I read too that. It said that, like, Glinda would never question her either. She, Glinda had a fear of her. But wow. I'm confused. I don't see any power. I see a maniac in a castle who I makes other too. people do her dirty work. Yeah. There's a lot of cowardice here as well. Yeah. Like, she's not that scary, I think. I think right. the world she's created is scary, but I don't think she's scary. 
She's much, Margaret Hamilton's portrayal is much scarier in the film. Like, scary or ominous. But she's, like, archetypal, I guess, more. Yeah, exactly. Or she created it. I mean, that she yeah. kind of set the bar for, like, how witches would be right. portrayed. People yeah. would just be imitating her for years. Right. They still are. They still People are. People still are. And the fact in the movie that she shows up more, like, we only get one chapter here. That was a really ingenious you know? idea. Yeah, on, to bring her. On the movie to have her... Just have her eye. Have yeah. her telescopic eye. Yeah. She always knew. I mean, the crystal ball was her thing. So maybe yeah. this eye is a crystal ball of sorts. It that's feels like internal. That. Yeah. So, okay. The golden cap. So Ooh. this is interesting, too, having the gold introduced now to the silver slippers. Just <gasps> yeah. noting the differences there. So there's also rubies. Yes. In opposition to emeralds. The note that is in the annotate, it talks about... How enchanted caps appear everywhere in folklore. So this right. is a nice throwback to some of our European yeah. classic tales. And they're often associated with magic transportation. Yeah. But what is interesting that... Um, what I found really interesting was with the orders that come with it. Like the powers. It's kind of like the magic lamp. Yes. That's, this was noted. The winged monkeys... Enslaved people of the or enslaved animals of the golden cap are the modernized equivalent of the stereotyped genies mm-hmm. of the Arabian Nights who obey whoever summons them by a wonderful lamp, whether a poor fisherman or a lad like Aladdin. Yeah. Genies, too, are often limited to just three wishes per bearer. Mm-hmm. And this is the third wish that we learn. This is the last wish. So she's used her wishes for other moments? And yeah, let's talk about those other moments. So once was when she had made the Winkies her enslaved people mm-hmm. and set herself to rule over the country. That's number one. God knows how many years ago there Yikes. is. I did get introduced to a timeline of Oz that we should consider <gasps> looking at. It's like almost kind of headachey. We gotta study. Because it's like, we holy cow, this is really well thought out. Um, okay. Thanks to Joey on Instagram. The second time was when she had fought against... The Great Oz himself, which is just, like, a tiny little detail. That's a whole other book that I want to read. That that must be, like, their, like, Great War. The Great War. Yeah. Of some kind. Yeah. In the history And, books. like, how long ago was it? I mean, they're clearly not resolved, as the no. wizard was like, go kill her, please. Yeah, please. How did Maybe Oz fight? Like, to date. How did he get away? Isn't that the <laughs> right. great and powerful? I think so, from what I remember. Um, two things. Number one, the fact that she had used the cap to um, enslave the Winkies, I guess, makes sense that they can't, you know, that she she tells them to go do something and they can't escape. Because perhaps it's kind of like in Aladdin when, you know, if Aladdin makes a wish, like the wish lasts. He's still, you, you can't escape the wish. It's, it's still it's a chain. in effect. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, this battle with Oz. What do you what do you even think? She it says she drove him out of the land of the West. I guess she just scared him. I don't he, know. He used some of his theatrics. <laughs> you know, like I this. don't feel like this fight was anything but people like bluffing. Right. I don't think anything really happened because he doesn't really have powers, as we know, later on. It's hard to imagine based off of what we do know. Yeah. If we're, like, trying to take it so text-based. Yeah. But this golden cap was a last resort of the Wicked Witch because right. now she knows a big part of her power is gone. And she also has she lost all of these other creatures who used to do her bidding for yeah, her. Yeah, this is... There's some desperation here, right? She might be freaking out a little bit. 
Don't you love her incantation? <laughs> it's like gibberish. But peppy, it sounds... Peppy, it sounds so impre- impressive. It's pretty great. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> but like, this reminds me of <laughs> the Good Witch of the North, how she has the cap on her nose. Yes. And it's like, what a strange power. You know, it's very like... Okay, cool. And this is also with the Wicked Witch, like, just to stand on one foot and say something. <laughs> just to stand. Like, I just picture her, like, hopping, like, peppy, peppy, khaki, just stand on the other foot. It's pretty, I mean, it's weirdly anticlimactic yeah. as an adult. Like, it's funny. But yes. for kids, they're not really thinking about that. But there is, like, a very innocent kind of funny moment. Here. Both feet for Zizzy, Zizzy, Zick. Then you gotta stand on both feet. Like, it's just... It's and cried crazy. in a loud voice. I mean, these details are very funny. So and, Yeah, like, did she make up this incantation? Or is it just a part of the golden cap? Anyone who wears it has I think to it's that? a part of the golden cap okay. because I think I, from what I remember from reading the book a couple of times yeah. previously, is that Dorothy will say these words. Right, right, right. Mm. Okay. I think it's in the hat, right? I think it's written in the hat. You're right. You're so right. I think that's yes, what it is. Because, yes, like, yes. Dorothy doesn't even hear this, so how does she know? Right. Okay, it reminds me of Tip, too, with yeah. the flu powder. No, not flu powder. <laughs> Crossover tip, universe. Tip with um powder oh, yeah. of life. Yeah, the powder of life. The exactly. powder, flu powder. <laughs> the charm begins to work. The sky darkens. A low rumbling sound was heard in the air. This is a frightening description. There was a rushing of many wings, a great chattering and laughing. <laughs> and the sun came out of the dark sky to show the Wicked Witch surrounded by a crowd of monkeys. And they all have uh, very powerful and humongous wings. There's a leader of the of the winged, the winged monkeys. He says, you have called us for the oh, third yeah. and last time. What do you command? And he's probably like, woohoo, all right, this is the last one. Yes. Like, we're almost away from this lady. She says, go to the strangers, destroy them all. And she's changed her mind. She says, except yes. the lion. Now I'm going to harness him like a horse and make him work. She's had time to think, I she's guess, like, about oh. it. So she'll keep the lion. She also, yeah, her other animals are gone. So maybe she's like, that's probably it too. Kind of she wants to discard horses. She wants to discard Dorothy, though. Yep. So the winged monkeys, they fly away. They seize the tin woodman. Here it is. And they drop him over this sharp rocks. Like, big patch of of sharp rocks. Ow, man. There's a image in the That's painful. In the Gregory Hildebrandt one that is so sad. He's like falling in horror. Oh my gosh. Dude, that's gotta hurt, but I know he doesn't have feelings. <laughs> He's just bleh. boof. Yeah. Not good. He's quite dented. He can't move, he can't even groan. The monkeys get the scarecrow and they pull all of the straw. They probably had fun doing that. Like, yeah, this is fun. Reminds me of Mischief Night. What's Mischief Night? Excuse me? What's, Are you an American? What? No. <laughs> What's Mischief Night? Mischief Night? It's like the night before Halloween when like kids would go and like <gasps> toilet paper other people's houses. Mischief Night? Is that like a thing? Yeah, in Jersey people used to do it. <gasps> You'd like take like oh shaving gosh. cream and write things on people's homes. <laughs> It's like the night to be like a quote unquote really delinquent. Mischievous. Yes. What? California didn't have this, or at least I didn't. I'm so mad right it's now. It's like, aren't you an American? Come on, <laughs> mischief night. 
mischief we night. That's what we I thought of. We houses, but it wasn't for like a holiday. It was just like a random. You usually Friday. did like you would do like your neighbor. Oh yeah. Or like your crushes, and you got a little <laughs> bit older. It was like a stupid thing. I'm gonna do it to you and Patrick on. You could TP our property. Room. Yeah, I'm gonna TP your room. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what property am our fire escape? <laughs> Um, yeah, this is, it's so sad what happens. Yeah. Because we, that's it. We don't see them for the rest of the chapter. They are left behind. Yeah. And then they use rope to just get the lion completely Ugh. entangled. He can't move. He can't bite or scratch. There's no struggle. No yeah. struggle. That is the thing. Like, with the winged monkeys, we realize there's no struggle. Oh, there's really no choice. And yeah. I read in the Annotated Oz, the bomb use the winged monkeys because no one had ever seen a winged monkey before. I don't think yeah, this might be the first. They have appeared? I don't think they're in any other fairy tale, but he thinks that animals deserve to have uh, fairies if uh, humans have fairies. So he sees hmm. the winged monkeys as the monkey fairies Ooh, in an interesting way. Fun, yeah. Fun. He was quoted saying something along those lines. Wow. And then now Dorothy's just like, oh, God. Like, it's just <laughs> everything. She's, she's just, just standing there. She's watching. In, like, shock, I guess. Probably. And she's bracing herself, right? Like, she's thinking like, soon it would be my turn. My so turn's she, coming up. Oh, she's gosh. ready, but, of course, she's protected. And then they say, like, we dare not harm this little girl. Power. And this is where the big fairy tale balance of good and evil yeah. is mentioned for she is protected by the power of good and that is greater than the power of evil Those all are we capitalized yes all we can do is to carry her to the castle of the wicked witch and leave her leave her there yeah so yeah like carefully and gently they, they take her. her up they don't want to make they don't want to be responsible for that yeah there's a lot of power Just so many place. things are so unquestioned like you know what I mean? Like, right. Like, what would happen if they did do something I like that the movie shows when she reaches for the silver slippers, it burns her hand. Yeah, there's like a... There's like electric shock from protection. them. We don't get any don't of get that. that. We don't it's get that. It's just people this. take people for their words. Right. True, true. So they carry her to the witch, and the leader of the monkey says, yeah. we've obeyed you. The Tin Woodman, the Scarecrow, they're destroyed. The ah. lion is tied up in your yard. We didn't harm the little girl or Toto. Toto's also protected. And they said, nor the dog. And I thought that was interesting because I thought dogs were unfamiliar creatures. They're smart. So maybe just in Munchkin land. Yeah. They say, your power over our band is now ended and you will never see us again. And they're still laughing. They're still chattering. And they are soon out of sight. They're gone. Last time we see them. And here's where I'm like, the Wicked Witch, something's up. Like, she's surprised and worried. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know what to do. Like, she just knows that she can't really hurt her. Yeah. She just knows. Like, I won't mess with this. Yes. Which I just want to know what that consequence is. Because this woman wanted her destroyed and wants those shoes so badly, but she knows she's got to get more clever to get the shoes from her. She doesn't even attempt to mess with the kiss or the shoes. Right. But she's afraid, so she's trembling with fear. But this is what kills me, and this is what makes her a little bit more certain she can um, power over Dorothy, is that she happened to look into the child's eyes and saw how simple the soul behind them was. And what and that the little girl did not know of the wonderful power the silver shoes gave her, which none of us really know. Mm-hmm. It's still very like much what a mystery. Is the actual power. 
And then she, like, says this to herself, or it's a thought, I can still make her my enslaved person, for she does Mm -hmm. not know how to use her power. And that just Mm -hmm. made me think of, like, our history with slavery in our country Mm -hmm. of just, they don't know. Right. So I'm going to use my power and, like, things. She mostly has things. Like, she has weapons, spears in the Winkies' hands. She uses... Not much of that of what is in her to hold people hostage or hold people in her power. Right. She just uses that she has. She just abuses her power that she has with yeah. weapons. It is an and interesting um, little metaphor there of like I feel like a big message of the Wizard of Oz for me is, and for a lot of people is, you have what you already need inside of you but maybe you don't know or you don't you don't know how to use it or acknowledge it and this is happening literally she dorothy has these silver shoes with power and she has like this protection but she doesn't actually know how to use it she doesn't know how to acknowledge it's the vulnerability it. that she sees too like right. that's what she's perceiving as a weakness and then they get into this like cinderella evil steps mother relationship yeah. Where she leads her through the castle, which was full of beautiful rooms, which is not the word I would have thought Baum would use to describe. Beautiful rooms, right. Yeah, beautiful rooms. Um, and this is something that I noted. Dorothy went to work meekly with her mind made up to work as hard as she could. Mm-hmm. For she was glad the Wicked Witch had decided not to kill her. So it's that, like, American hard work mentality. Yeah. She, like, if I work hard, I can do anything that will get me out of this. Right. And then I thought of Tiger King instantly with the cowardly lion in the backyard <laughs> and just how people apparently have lions and Did tigers. Not know that was a thing. Yeah, apparently. As pets in this country or yeah. as like amateur zoos. Yikes. Just another thing. Yeah, that happens. That's a thing. <laughs> Um, so maybe the Wicked... I mean, this isn't going to make you laugh, but it might make someone else laugh. Maybe the Wicked Witch of the West is Carol Baskins. I'm just throwing that out there. She's like... <laughs> Oh my god, she's in charge of a sanctuary <laughs> for lions on the show. But it's like just as bad as everybody else. It's a zoo. It's a scary zoo. Oh my god. Anyways, and she may have, and she may have murdered her husband. That's up in the air too. So <laughs> cool, cool. Love this. <laughs> this is why the show is wild. The witch is kind of afraid of the lion too. He ba- he roars and bounds at her, and she's actually she's she, there's a lot of weakness here, a lot of fear. She's yeah, she's not, like, fierce in presence, like, yeah. in her body. So, yeah, she's, like, so she threatens to starve him when yeah. he says, like, you can't harness me because she wants to ride him like a horse, don't forget. Like, she wants to use him <laughs> to go into town, which I'm, like, what does she even do in town? Like, what is she doing? She's going to ride him and Okay. Just confused. What a, what a visual. And I love that she comes back, like, the next day and she's, like, are you ready to be harnessed like a horse? And he's, like, no. <laughs> if you come in this yard, I will bite you. <laughs> it's very clear. No. No. <laughs> nope. But it's so cute that Dorothy, like, feeds him every night. She, she brings... feeds him every night. She brings him some food from the cupboard. Dorothy lie next to him. This is actually a really cute... Super sweet. ...image that they got through this together. They talked about their troubles, and they tried to plan a way to escape, which was pretty unsuccessful, because we never really <laughs> see any attempts There's at... There's no attempts. ...escaping, and it's a little unclear. We'll have to look at the timeline of how long... They're here. Right. I'm very intrigued by the timeline. I was going to yeah. say, like, to me, it feels like no more than a month, right? Like, maybe a couple weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. That's I, a long time. That's how I'm feeling it. 
But yeah, they can't get out of the castle because it's guarded by the yellow Winkies. So the the Winkies are now associated with a color, yellow. Which is a very offensive color for right. Asian people of the day. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, yeah. they're depicted in the imagery. They look like white men, mostly. Yeah. It's actually hard to tell. Their eyes are, like, giant. Yeah. There is one illustration I have where they're depicted black. I think it's... I From right, what right, I right, gather right. from it, I think it's the Robert Inger copy. Yeah. So it's just interesting. The yellow winkies. It's interesting. Right. I don't know if it... I don't think... I, I mean, don't I don't know. I don't think it was. I don't think it was, but, like, interpretations now can see could, this yeah. as, like... We had internment camps for Asian people in the 40s. It's not like it didn't even happen here. I took it as, yeah, like the color association in terms of the lands of like Munchkin land is blue. Yes. Emerald green. Winkies yellow. Who knows? Who knows? But wow, you can take this book. Yeah. What a detail. All the ways. So Dorothy has a lot of work to do during the day and the witch constantly threatens to beat her with that umbrella, which as we mentioned... Uh, is used instead of it kind of is flipping the like a broomstick of a witch on its head she uses the umbrella more as um, a weapon and it's also intended to protect her from water as we found out (laughs) never thought about that no me neither it's just I like laughed and I finally realized (laughs) like oh right right but she Um, never tries to hurt Dorothy because of the good the, no, the witch of the so North. She hits kiss. Toto. Animal abuse. Call uh, P- Peta? Peta? <laughs> Not sure. Peta? I don't know. Not sure. Um. Oh, and then Toto did bite her back. Yeah, he's he's. This, this is when we get that detail back. that she did not bleed where she was oh, bitten. Wow, what an interesting. She's her been blood dried had dried up. up. So she's not human. Is that what that means? Right. Like if you don't have blood in your body. This is another thing that stood out, is that after we got that Toto detail, um, Dorothy's life became very sad. So she's starting to lose a lot of her hope. Yes. Yeah. That she would cry bitterly for hours, and Toto was really confused, and he would try to, he would, like, whimper or whine with her. And he didn't care, like, where they were. There's a detail here that says Toto doesn't really care if they're in Oz or Kansas, but it matters to him if Dorothy is happy or not. He could tell that she's not happy. His little mistress. So now, this while this is happening, so time is passing, and the Wicked Witch is getting more and more heated, and also probably worried that a lot of her guards are down, and, like, no one has noticed yet, so she's probably, like... She's pacing back and forth. Yeah, she's like, I gotta get the silver shoes, because that'll take care of the fact that I've lost all these animals, because they're Mm -hmm. all... Detail in heaps and drying up. (laughs) She'd use the power of the golden cap. She doesn't have the silver shoes. So that's kind of her last hope. If I have the silver shoes, they're going to give me more power than everything else that I had. So she really watches Dorothy to see if she ever takes them off. But I love this. The child was so proud of her pretty shoes that she never took them off, except at night when she took her bath. But Obviously, the witch is too afraid of the dark to go into Dorothy's room at night, and she dreaded water, so she couldn't come near to her if she's bathing. Isn't that crazy? So she's afraid of water. 
the afraid two, of yeah. the dark. I mean, what are you supposed to be doing? So she, yeah, what, it, what's your plan? <laughs> I don't know. It's like everyone's just kind of like existing in like this weird world. <laughs> just like Dorothy's just doing this this woman's housework for free. The lion is outside. Like it's just like they're all existing they're and accepting like, their cool. circumstances. <laughs> I, I'm unsure of what's happening it's here. It's very interesting. <laughs> but it does say the wicked creature was very cunning. Okay, so she's And then like, she finally thought she of She was trick. biding her time. But yeah. the trick being that invisible iron bar is, like, that's her eureka moment. Like, but couldn't she what? have thought of that much sooner? Like, why just now? Also, like, how many times have you tripped and your shoes come off? <laughs> Not many? <laughs> like, my shoe stays on usually when I trip. I just, Unless it's a sandal. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture the witch like in a corner and she's like sing and she I don't know how she she's like this this poor period she's like <laughs> she's gonna trip over a bar she's she like, like a kindergartner a child who is pulling a prank okay, on someone so one of the only books I had <sighs> as a kid of that was the picture book of the Wizard of Oz was the John Fricky book that we love the um, yeah. pictorial history of the movie and this image that we talked about um, this was the only like W.W. Denslow image in there is the witch. And I was like, yeah. Mom, what is that boy doing with, in the dunce cap? That's what I it thought. It does look like a dunce cap. I was like, what's that boy doing in the dunce cap? My mom had explained to me it was Look at Witch of the West. Oh, and I was wow. like, oh, I'm so confused because she looks... This? She's got frogs and moons on her. She looks <laughs> nothing like what I thought. I love the pants. But um, she is like this, like, little kid there's a very brat. very childish ornery energy about yeah. her for sure so she succeeds though i mean dorothy trips over this bar and she falls flat on her face she's not really hurt but one of apparently one of the silver shoes did come off and before she can reach it the witch snatches it away and puts it on her own skinny foot and she's so she's so pleased i bet she's like dancing doing a jig like <laughs> she has one of the shoes so she owns half the power of their charm and thus dorothy cannot use the charm against her even if she knew how to do so which i'm i really want to know what yeah what is the charm what's the charm what Tell is us. the charm it's what like happens? yeah i think um the silver shoes books go into this oh. I mean, Which is a whole... My imagination. I think there's a couple books in that series, or two books in that series. I'm not sure. Cool. We'll yeah. look into it. Yeah. So Dorothy's very upset because she lost a pretty shoe. And she's like, what the heck? Give me back my shoe. <laughs> the witch does not. It's now my shoe. It's a, it is not yours. And this is where Dorothy... It's like she snaps. Snaps. Everything, like... The death, the murder, the crows. Everything. Those had all happened, and she was like, all right, I am accepting of this, but the minute a shoe... Don't mess with the girl on her shoes. Don't mess with the shoe. They were also a gift. Do not mess with this gift. These are not yours. So the witch is laughing. She says, I'm going to keep this, and I'm going to get the other one from you, too. And this makes Dorothy incredibly angry that she picks up a bucket of water that was nearby, and she dashes it over the witch. What an instinct. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just like, like ah! and she just grabs whatever is near her yeah. and like hurdles it at. Her. It's like movies, like a, you know, just a you comedic just, movie where a couple's in a fight and you're just like, oh, I'm throwing water in your face. But it's and much it's bigger than a champagne glass. <laughs> this is a bucket. She goes for it. It's. It, I just wrote like, what an instinct. And like, 
she did know the shoes were powerful. She did know that was protecting her. She did get to have awareness of that. So she probably... But she didn't know about water, yeah. She did not know about water. There's a great note by Jack Sipes. Dorothy is unaware of the power of water. During the European witch hunts in the 16th and 17th mm. centuries, women and men were tested in various ways to discover whether they were witches. They had to walk over hot coals, or they were tied up and thrown Ugh, into water. This is awful. If they did not survive these ordeals unscathed, they were declared witches. The Wicked Witch of the West dies because water can also be a cleansing or purifying agent. It is, of course, strange that the water melts the witch. The fact that Dorothy throws another bucket of water on the floor after the witch's death indicates that she is going through some kind of purifying ritual. There's a lot. That's that's a lot. Yeah. What kills me is that was, like, what people used to do to decide if someone was a witch. So you basically just killed the person no matter what. Right. Like, if they didn't survive, I guess they weren't a witch. But if they did survive, you have to kill them because they're a witch. Right? Or unless they maybe pulled you out at the last second. Like, I don't know. Right. I don't know. But I've read that before in, like, my own, like, witch history work. (sighs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so it links even back to that That, mm -hmm, history. History, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So the water is head to toe. This woman is wet. Dripping. Mm Mm-hmm. And here it begins. She screams. Ah. See what you have done? In a minute I shall melt away. And then even Dorothy apologizes. I'm very sorry, indeed. She's very <laughs> fright. I mean, she's seeing a person melt before her very eyes, like brown this sugar. Brown sugar detail is so interesting. Yeah, interesting. Of all things, brown sugar. It almost makes me feel like the witch is not menacing. She's not frightful. She just melts into brown sugar. Like it's such a funny, yeah. sugary substance. But why? She's rot, like, I, I think of, like, rotten teeth that you get from candy yeah. and stuff. Oh, true. Yeah. It's an interesting choice of... Imagery there. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you know water would be the end of me, asked the witch? Of course not, answered Dorothy. How would I know that? And the witch says, well, I'm about to be all melted, and you're going to have the castle to yourself. I've been wicked in my day, but I never thought a little girl like you would ever be able to melt me and end my wicked deeds. Look out! Here I go! <laughs> I just love that she was destroyed by, like, a mopping just, tool. Yeah. <laughs> and that Dorothy's like, what? Like, I had no idea this was going to happen. There's a note for look out, here I go, which is my favorite. Look out, here Look I out, go. here please, I go. Please tell me. She's out. What? Those are her final words. The note that um, Michael Patrick Hearn has is, but is Dorothy guilty of murder? Several elementary schools have recently put her on trial for killing the Wicked Witch of the West. This is like an activity some schools have done. According to junior barristers square off over Dorothy's deadly deed, (laughs) the girl was judged in class by a jury of her peers, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders, in a clever way of teaching students the fundamentals of the American judicial system. What? Dorothy usually gets off, and this is in Orange County, California in the 90s, earlier 90s. Um, but she really should learn how to control her temper. <laughs> I love that. That is a great way to learn the judicial system, I suppose. Do, we, do you think she's guilty? Like, what would, it if is, we had to take her okay. to court, what it would you do? It is a homicide, right? This is definitely... She murdered her. A murder, but it is, is there like a, uh, unintended homicide type situation? <laughs> 
you know? There, there's different degrees I know that. It feels very unintentional. Accidental death. Accidental. I think that might be the wording. It depends on, like, in our world, if I dumped a bucket of water on someone, they're not going to die, most likely. But if it was in a fairy tale world where water, like, maybe everyone else knows that water is a deathly thing. So it would almost be as if I accidentally, you know, murdered someone with something that could actually, I, I don't know, even what. I guess, like, for, it would be, like, throwing a hard... Yeah. Brick or something at someone. I got angry at someone and I, like, threw a frying pan and then they died. that could happen, yeah, like, that with could enough impact. Happen. I mean, that would be... Wouldn't I go to jail for that? That's right? the thing. Like, I definitely would. It is the bucket of water, though. It's the bucket of water. Yeah. In our world, that would not probably take anyone out. It's almost like if I fed someone a peanut butter sandwich that had a really bad peanut allergy... It's, but I didn't know. I didn't know it. But you hated that person. But I was also like, ugh. But then, (laughs) like, I force fed them peanut butter, or I don't know. I guess I would, I would say she's not guilty just because of the evidence of her (laughs) upbringing that that is not a murderous act. That's not a murderous act, right? Can there be, like, there should be a show or an episode. Like, I want an episode of a trial, you know, with Dorothy. Like, that'd be interesting. And she's a little girl. Right. She's like, This would be juvenile court. True. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the witch melts down into a brown, melted, shapeless mass and begins to spread over the clean boards of the kitchen. And Dorothy's like, I just cleaned all this. So now she gets another bucket of water and she throws it over the mess and she sweeps the witch out the door. She finds the silver shoe. That was all that was left. And she cleans it and dries it. And she puts it back on her foot. Oh, the silver shoe maybe never belonged to her because it didn't melt away with her. Mm, right. And at last, she's free to do as she chose. She runs out to the courtyard to tell the lion that the Wicked Witch of the West had come to an end and that they were no longer prisoners in a strange land. Wow. That is the end of our chapter. Okay, so what are your takeaways? Let's end our chapter with this. What are your takeaways for... The Wicked Witch of the West, your thoughts on her, final thoughts on her personage, and like, B, add a little second part to it, who is your favorite interpretation <laughs> of the Wicked Witch? Or Ooh. it could be an illustration, doesn't have to be Ooh. a um, performance. All right. My final takeaways. She, I like, I think we really hit on something when we said there's a childlike quality here. She's almost like a mirror of Dorothy, but in an evil way. She has been ostracized. She feels maybe like an outsider. Yeah. But she's let it. She has let that twist her into a dried up, soulless human being. And she isn't really scary to me in this book because she makes everyone else do her bidding. And it never works. And I lo- even when we were describing, like, what's your plan here, girl? Come on. She's just kind of biding her time. I don't think she... I do have compassion for her because I don't think she really knows what to do. And her biggest trick is an invisible bar. And she just she, wants these silver she shoes. She just wants the shoes. Yeah, she didn't really have intent to kill Dorothy. Even maybe without the kiss. I'm not sure if she would have. But... There's this desperation of the shoes, like, filling a void in her life. 
that if she only had the shoes, which is kind of what our other characters feel of if I had a brain, like I would be great. It feels like she's feeling that as well. If I had the shoes, I will become who I'm meant to be. Yeah, I guess, is it, do you think she would take over the whole entire land of Oz, dominate it? Part of me wonders, like, she doesn't even feel like she has that authority in her. She, yeah, I don't think she would enjoy it. I think she just wants them to have them. Like a spoiled little brat. Just like, I want the shoes. And then she's going to be a, a recluse. How about you? What are What's your main takeaway? My main takeaway take from the Wicked Witch of the West. I am having a hard time in having compassion for her. Mm-hmm. I just am really troubled by how she has made so many people mm-hmm. unquestionably do so much of her dirty work. So much of this, um, sh- like how she set up the system that seems to have everybody working for her, and there doesn't seem to be any purpose to it. I don't know what any of it's for. I don't know what she's for. Right. Like, I don't even really... Like we were saying, I don't know what the silver shoes with that missing piece of the puzzle is going to do. There's a missing piece here. Right. So I'm curious to know more about her. And, like, if we do go into an alphabet place with her, Mm -hmm. like, how she's been through a lot. And I'm sure she has, but we don't really get that. We just are holding her accountable for what we see. Yeah. And she is not a good person. She's not great. She has a lot of blood on her hands. She doesn't want to be found. She doesn't want anyone on her property. If I didn't know of other interpretations, such as Wicked, where I definitely associate the Wicked Witch of the West now with Elphaba, which we have so much more compassion for, who we have so, whom we have so much more compassion for, I think I would, I don't know, I would have a much harder time perhaps seeing, feeling more empathy for her. I'd probably be feeling what you're feeling so maybe I'm just, I'm giving her too much, you know, because she has, she has done some pretty bad stuff. Yeah. For not really, we don't even know why, for not really a great purpose, which it, there's really no excuse. There's no excuse for what yeah. she's done. I'm trying to think of, like, if there's anyone that we've seen as, like, Wicked Witch of the West people in our time. And it doesn't matter what gender they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of keep to their own corner of the world, but have a lot of thoughts on how the world should work. But mm-hmm. they don't really do internet the work. trolls. Yes. <laughs> she is totally she's, an, she's internet an internet troll. troll. Like, she's, like, behind her screen, like, <laughs> you suck, blah, 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 blah. But, like, she's not actually, if you had a conversation with that person, they would not say that to your face. Like, that she's is the vibe she gives totally me. totally an internet troll. She doesn't want to have to be held accountable for being yeah. a jerk no. to people. She doesn't want to deal with it, but she could safely do it. From, from her telescopic eye. From her telescopic Behind eye. Behind the screen. That's yes, her. Yes. You're so, I love that. I agree with you. For my favorite, um, one of my favorite in the newer world of Oz reimaginings of the Wicked Witch of the West, her interpretations, is West, who is a character in Emerald City. I think they did a yes. cool job. I I watched all of Emerald City maybe like three or four weeks ago. I think it was earlier in August. Um, I have a lot to say on it. It might be like a bonus episode of some kind down the line. Um, but it's really funny. She's like introduced 
with all these titles, it makes me think of Game of Thrones. Like, so many, like, official titles. Yeah. But I love that they call them the Cardinal Witches in that because of the compass. Yeah. Um, But I love West because she's really complicated. She's not completely wicked. She's a really, like, abandoned soul, and she has created her property into a brothel. Oh. She's, like, a really hurting human. She gets high off poppies all the time. She's, like, a druggie. Wow. And she's kind of discarded by her sister, Glinda. Glinda doesn't want anything to do with her. Right. Um, Mm. And she really just wants to be loved, and she really wants to feel sisterhood. Yeah. It's really interesting. I gotta watch this. I want it to be better than what it was, but there was really cool... yeah. Themes and cool ways of relating the characters to one another. I really liked West. I thought, I like yes. that she's called West. I love that. West. She was totally Feruza Bulk, <gasps> like grown up Feruza Bulk yes. style. Ooh, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. On, yeah. on, like, yeah, as the witch. Oh my gosh. I have to watch that. I think mine, I mean, I have, I have to say, <laughs> I love Wicked. I love it. I love Elphaba. I love, I love learning about. This backstory, I've read. I've read the book. I need to read it again. It's been a while because I mostly know the musical. And she's so endearing and and just strong and so conflicted. And there's so many layers there. And in my fantasy, where I'm taking out the realities of performing in a Broadway show eight times a week, I would love to be Elphaba. <laughs> but I also am like, oh gosh, that seems really hard. Yeah. Um. So shout out to all the Elphabas. Um. And well, I think it's one of the hardest roles. Can you? I. It's. You don't have a life. I know girls who have played that role yeah, for a lot of long times. Vocal and rest and it's you have to um, be, you have to be in like tip top, tip top shape, shape and, and like consistently checking in with your health because that role is not one that you can fake. It feels like one that I'd be like if I was, if that if I was working in that role, I would be like, you'd have to mentally be like, okay, a year. You know, I have my contract. Yeah. Don't even think beyond because you could probably go crazy of that yeah. feeling of like, how am I going to get through this? And the green skin is a whole thing too. Um, that's a whole thing. Yeah. And I haven't actually discovered this interpretation yet, but I have been watching Once Upon a Time finally because of this podcast, actually, because there's some Oz references and I'm in season three and apparently the second half of season three is all about the witch, the Wicked Witch of the West. So I'll, I'll let you know how that goes. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I love this idea of the Wicked Witch of the West being today's internet trolls. <laughs> That's so definitely what listeners, it is. don't bother with any nasty comments coming yeah. from faceless accounts. Yeah. We're all dealing with that. And even if it's not directed towards you, but it's directed right. towards something you care about. Yeah. Just remember, it's kind of that Wicked Witch of the West energy. Mm-hmm. A lot of bite, but like no bark, no really. No bark, yeah. Yeah. There's some hurt behind it. There's too. some hurt behind there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. We made it through the Wicked Witch. She's gone. Oh, thank God. We gotta I feel find like... out what happens le- next because we have a lot of book left. <laughs> Gosh, I feel like a weight has been lifted. I that know. was a heavy chapter. That was a big one. All right. Should we turn around and maybe go back to Emerald City? Let's go back. Okay. We're going back. We'll see you there, listeners. We're going back. (laughs) Glittering Emerald. Yay. 
If you want to continue to get your eyes on, head on over to our Technicolor scrapbook on Instagram at Down the Yellow Brick Pod. You can also email us any comments, ideas, or questions at downthebp at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, we'd be over the rainbow with gratitude. If you do, you'll be entered into a very special raffle at the end of the season to win a personalized Oz surprise as a token of our appreciation. Stay tuned for our Patreon coming soon this fall. Thank you for joining us, and we can't wait for our brick roads to cross again here on Down the Yellow Brick Pod.